Good morning and welcome to Naughty's Truths. Uh, this is going to be the third time I try to record this episode, so that's how difficult this topic is for me, and it's very involved. So let me try to break this down into a way that can be uh, understood despite my rambling. So first, I would say that there is a psychological phenomenon that is known as grievance collecting, and that is in the, in the simplest summary I can come up with, somebody who sort of remembers very vividly and sort of nurses and hangs on to any injustice that they feel that they have suffered during their lives. So they collect up these grievances and this person tends to become very angry and very alienated. Um, when people talk about workplace violence, particularly workplace shootings, they say that while there's no one profile that tends to fit every instance that this happens in, the grievance collector is a um, warning sign. It's a personality that is frequently seen amongst the perpetrators, so much so that they recommend that if you're working somewhere and you notice that you have a colleague who is sort of perpetually unhappy and they keep talking about every way that they have been mistreated going back say a decade or you know that may be an exaggeration but that is a sign that that person is a grievance collector and that's something that should be sort of a warning sign that there may be a problem there now of course not everybody who follows this pattern uh, is going to turn into a violent person but it is a very miserable way to exist in an ideal world, we would um, view grievance collecting as a very maladaptive way of living, um, one that is detrimental to psychological well-being, to emotional well-being, to forming bonds with others. It is detrimental to um, career advancement as well as just simply uh, quality of life. Uh, Grievance collecting is something that also tends to happen a lot in personality disorders, and I, that could be an, a whole other podcast, I suppose. But essentially, uh, I think of it very viscerally as uh, you build up a lot of wounds over your life. People are unfair to you. People may mistreat you. People are rude. There are all kinds of disappointments, and none of us are going to get out of life without those little bumps in the road without those potentially wounds. I mean, some of these things are really going to hurt. But if you're a grievance collector, you're going to keep those wounds open. You're going to be picking the scabs off, probing the wound, bring it back up in your mind, think over it, um, ruminate on it, keep it fresh. And so um, the unhappiness, the anger, the feelings of injustice can never dissipate because that's kept very fresh in the person's mind. Um, so that is an introduction to what the basic problem is. And I've been a little troubled. Starting at some point, I started to hear the word microaggression everywhere. And I won't deny that it exists, that uh, I don't know that any of us can deny that we've ever been in a situation where somebody <laughs> was being unpleasant toward us, maybe purposefully so, 
and using their words very carefully. So there wasn't something that you could point to and say that's out of bounds, but adding up to an unpleasant, rude, or hostile encounter. But I started hearing this word microaggression all the time. And an old friend of mine, we've actually been friends since uh, I think elementary school. And she said to me uh, that I should look for microaggressions and sent me an article about the topic. And she said, once you recognize what a microaggression is, you're going to start seeing them everywhere. Now, she thought that in particular, I would have experienced microaggressions based on being female and also because I have a very serious chronic illness, um, which is technically sort of quantified as a disability, though I don't really choose to call it that, uh, which <laughs> was another point of contention with me and my friend because she wanted to call me a gimp and have me sort of identify with some gimp movement. And I was like, no, I'm just a person who deals with this illness. Please don't call me that word. I really hate the way it sounds. But she thought that I would start seeing microaggressions all around me related to these things. And so she had her own list because she had a chronic illness as well, her whole list of microaggressions that she had suffered. To be clear, there is discrimination based on health status, based on chronic illness. And sometimes that uh, discrimination is not micro in any way. It can be overt job discrimination. Um, a lack of access for people who have true uh, disabilities, all sorts of things. So I'm not making light of that. And I'm not even here to say that this old friend was wrong, that she had suffered some kind of injustice. But what struck me in the moment was that she was grievance collecting. She was saving up a whole list of the ways that she felt she had been mistreated through the years. And these were very immediate and painful in her recollection, which adds up to sort of a, a grievance collecting mindset. My argument would be that that was poor, a poor outcome for her own mental health. It, it's not actually doing anything to the people that she thought had offended her, uh, but it's putting her in a very bad place in terms of mental health. And this would not be, you know, this would just be a little anecdote, except that I started seeing this all around me where people started just sort of pouring out this list of things that they thought had been done to them unfairly in the world. And, and granted, some of them were unfair things. And I think that we've all obviously suffered our wounds. Um, so it's not to diminish that those things were hurtful within the moment, but um, this belief that it is somehow the only way to handle them is to keep them fresh and to keep resentment and anger at the forefront of your thoughts over these things is not a healthy response. Uh, so much in life is this balance of I don't want to go too far to this side and I don't want to go too far to the other side. I want to try to find some middle ground that's going to be livable, that's going to be sane, that's going to be reasonable, which means you don't always just immediately let it go. If somebody's rude to you, there may be times that you want to stand up for yourself. There may be times that you want to say something. But there are also uh, instances where maybe it's just better to let it go. Even 
even if that person was wrong, right? Even if the person did something wrong, it may be better for you, it may be better for all involved to simply let it go. And the other thing that comes into this when we start talking about microaggressions and how people are viewing them in terms of black, white, right, wrong, just, unjust, is that we've all done something rude in our lives, uh, purposefully or not purposefully. Uh, I mean, by mistake, we've all um, been inconsiderate. We've, we've all said the wrong thing. We've all stuck our foot in our mouths. Well, maybe there's somebody out there going, no, I'm perfect. I have never made a mistake. That is an unusual person. Most of us have done something that came off really wrong. And most of us have hurt someone Maybe it was necessary that time, you know, you need to break off a relationship because it's not working and it's not fair to either one of you to keep trying to preserve something that just isn't going to work because you're only delaying the inevitable. But of course, that's painful. It's going to hurt. It has to be done, but it hurts. So we've, we've all done these things that are going to be hurtful to someone else. And perhaps that's one way to kind of let go. Um, okay, that woman was rude to me in the grocery store parking lot, and I feel really irritated right now, and I'm wondering if she did it because of this or that. She didn't like the handicap sticker on my car. She didn't like my skin color. She didn't like my hair color. She didn't like my out-of-state license plate. Whatever you think that it was that she focused on, and but you can also take a deep breath and say, you know what, maybe she just wasn't thinking because, you know, I remember that time I pulled into a parking spot and didn't even realize what was going on until I got out of the car and somebody gave me a dirty look and shook their fist at me and I realized that maybe they were they thought it was their parking spot. Whatever, we've all done that thing that is not perfect. And ultimately, this stockpiling of our grievances, this grievance collecting is really harming us internally and i and i hate to see that mainstreamed as as a way that people are supposed to be we're telling young people that this is normal to collect up these grievances and nurse them along and keep them fresh and and keep them painful instead of letting them heal and i think that's a very poor outcome um hope i didn't ramble too much i hope i made sense this has been a really hard one to make because I don't want to tell anyone to ignore a mistreatment. I mean, if you're being mistreated, if you're being harmed, you absolutely have the right to stand up for yourself. You have the right to ask for help or whatever you need to. But then there are some things that don't cross that line into being uh, something that you need to do something about. Or maybe there's an instance you can't do something about it. And uh, nurturing those pains and and collecting them up and sort of weaponizing them into a constant source of anger is not a healthy response. Um, we are all allowed to feel angry, of course. I don't mean to say anger is the enemy, but um, being angry all the time is unsustainable and ultimately not healthy either. Thank you for listening.